Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. With me post-game on this edition of Five on the Floor Live, we have Tropical Blanket, Alex Toledo, uh... We also have Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. The floor plan for this episode, we're going to dissect the overtime victory in Orlando. 107-103 Miami comes up victorious. They are now a season high. Seven games above 500. They moved to 32-25. and 25. They are firmly in the sixth seed and within striking distance of a five seed. So we have a lot to talk about. We are going to run through all the implications of tonight's victory and um, – even though Ethan wants us to keep it tight, we're going to sneak and be buyout talk because like, what else are we doing here? Right Nah. So um, we may do a little bit of that to end and take some questions as well. Before we do, let's uh, shout out one of the sponsors of this post game show in particular. And that is a aggressive insurance insurance by Lynette. You may hear about it. Uh, the broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto homeowners, condo life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients. They represent, Present all the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No drivers refused. Free phone quotes. Lynette, she's usually in the comments. She is a fan. So you're dealing with Heat fan. That's good people's 954-581-8800. A, aggressive insurance. Insurance by Lynette.com. That's with two N's, two T's. Insurance by Lynette. A, aggressive insurance. 954-581-8800. All right. So they keep gutting out these games against these bad teams. But unfortunately for the pessimists out there, all this is doing is positioning them better and better in the standings. Um, So for the ones out there who just can't seem to get over the transactions and and they're scrolling, looking at the free agent lists and thinking about buyout candidates, guess what? Real basketball was played. And the Miami Heat uh, gutted out another victory. I thought there were some things that were interesting about this game that uh, usually lead to Heat losses that ended up uh, Miami got this one. Uh, I guess, Brady, you usually get your takeaways up quick. I did not get a chance to read them, so I'm going to go to you for first because you've collected your thoughts already. I know how prepped you are. Tell us about this game, what your takeaways were initially from the uh, Miami Heat's victory in overtime in Orlando. Yeah, it's actually funny because four of my takeaways were actually negative and one was positive just because 
of one they basically played 44 minutes as said of, of terrible basketball in my opinion like we watched them go through just offensively they were turnover prone offensively they could not shoot offensively they had no base in general like this this defense and the magic i kept saying is like the the team that they the kind of the build they don't want to see it's length and it's switchability those are kind of the two things that flatten out a heat a heat offense you kind of saw what happens there especially when you're not hitting threes uh, so that's what kind of led to it. I thought their their defense at times was just not picking up. I thought some of the, the help wasn't there. So there was a lot of things not to like. But when, when <laughs> as much as we want to complain about a lot of the stuff you didn't see, that comeback was a legit run that they were able to make and able to lock in late in the game. I thought Tyler was inefficient to start the game. I thought he was just kind of pressing in a lot of ways. And then all of a sudden, he just found his spot. And it was basically, I'm just going to get to the middle of the floor and I'm going to take my floater time and time again. Uh, and I thought that was probably one of the biggest reasons they actually won this game. The fact that he kept getting to his spot throughout the, that, that run, Jimmy, uh, I always talk about the fact that he, you know, everybody talks about the fact that he could just turn it on at any point and you could tell there was moments of coasting, but then it just, it, there's something about this heat team that when they're two minute more kids in a fourth quarter, they just realize how to play basketball again. That's what Jimmy Butler did. Like he just kept getting it on the interior and the low block. Uh, and I thought Gabe hit that really big three that probably won't be talked about a ton, but there was a kind of a transition play. I think it was Max that hit him in that corner that really put him in a position because they were not going to get any type of – be put in that position if he doesn't hit that shot. So uh, they were able to lock in defensively in this game late as well. I thought, you know, for, for the Jaron Jackson fans or the, the people that look at box scores, uh, finally, you know, Bam puts up two steals and a block. So can he can he start getting some defensive player of the year attention or oh, defensive gosh. attention in general? Is this is that how that works? And I thought don't get me started. You know, if it's high game on the final play, well, the before the final heat shot, that was incredible defense by him. Like they had a great look for Paolo. Like he had a great angle. It, it reminded me the fact that these two games were back to back, almost the exact same things happened. Like the Jalen Green play, it reminded me of when he kind of hit that lane and he hit the corner and you could kind of see he had an angle. Yep. That's what Paolo did. He had an angle, but Pam just straight up met him there. Like he totally just went straight up and down and met him there. And obviously Miami had a chance to, to go for the win, but they uh, missed that shot. So there was a lot of things, I guess, not to like in this game, just because the chunk of minutes that we saw tonight was just, it was just simply bad basketball to watch. Uh, but I think that uh, them coming up late, I think a lot of the players kind of showing, I think Gabe, I know that's kind of going to be a hot topic tonight that we're probably going to discuss. I see some commenters uh, already mentioning it, but Gabe playing well, I think means a lot. Uh, and I think specifically, you know, not to go too much into it, but the way that he's kind of running his role right now, I think is the important part. Yeah. So I'm going to address a couple commenters. Uh, I haven't seen them by name, but I'm just going to go through them here quickly. And for our listeners, bear with me. One of them said something, bam, only scored 13 question mark as if that was like some kind of thing. Let me just tell you something. Bam out of bio was awesome tonight in so many other ways. So I am not hearing you on a night that he shoots, shoots 50% from the field, gets 17 boards, six assists, two steals and a block quiet um gabe vincent that's the other name that's came up in the comments brady alluded to it alex uh this is gabe vincent's job to to lose lowry has been announced as probably um not only out through the all-star break i don't know how long that's going to pro be prolonged past that they say indefinitely i don't know what exactly that's going to mean so it's this is gabe vincent's job to to lose what did you like that you saw from him tonight uh, compared to the other night when he's logging heavy minutes now, right? So he's getting that starter opportunity. Um, Gabe Vincent's game uh, to you tonight meant what for this 
for, for the team, particularly now that it's been in two close wins? I mean, Gabe's game tonight was a huge reason they were able to get the win in the first place. And I know that's just kind of an easy answer, but like, really, you look at how everybody did and the way that the season has kind of gone down, it's you kind of have your three best players uh, taking on the load. And really, when it's when they're not having good nights and also the Heat are being careless with their turnovers, there was a point where they had, I think, six or seven more turnovers than the Magic, and it ended up being they committed, I think, one more, so they were able to, you know, clean that up. But offensively, outside of the turnovers, they weren't able to hit shots, and their best players were not. None of them necessarily had great scoring games, and I'm not saying, you know, like, again, Bam did a lot more, but he only took 10 shots. So, again, like, all, none of the three of them were popping. So Gabe and I think to a slightly lesser degree, but maybe just as much, Max were just huge in this game for trying to get this dub. And I think Gabe has shown you the type of production he can give you. He's not going to do this every night, but it is kind of what Ethan talks about. Like it's that sort of Chalmers level starting point guard where, you know, um, you know what you're going to get out of him. He's a two-way player. And I think Gabe is a little bit of a um, underrated decision maker. Now he's not a, somebody who's going to make crazy passes and he doesn't, you know, he's pretty conservative with his passes, but I just think he's very poised, right, and has grown in his role. He can make shots. He knows, like, what type of shots to take uh, when the midi is there. And I just think, like, kind of watching him figure out these nuances of being a ball handler, like, in the pick and roll, it's cool to see, man. Uh, I, I think I agree with you. The job is his to lose, especially now after this deadline kind of went down the way it did. It seems to me like him and Max are – they're going to be back, right? Unless I have my, you know, my financial stuff wrong. I don't know how, you know, you don't bring those guys back because you're not going to be able to replace them. There's no cap room that you get from letting those guys walk this summer. And so you want to see those guys continue to grow in those roles. Gabe and Max are both huge part of the playoffs. And honestly, like, this is the stuff he can give you. And it's just two straight nights where, you know, the Heat were, you know, I'm just going to say eating shit against a bad young team. And we're able to get away with it because True. they were able to kind of um, flip a switch and, you know, be real careful and play with a sense of urgency and just kind of expose young teams and make them look young. You can't do that stuff in the playoffs. And we know that they're going to come with a better sense of urgency in the playoffs. But shout out to Gabe, man. Yeah. Uh, I I'm going to get to Gabe in a minute. This is a game that he lose, usually lose. Orlando's at home, second night of a back-to-back for Miami. They shot almost 38% from three. Rebounding battles essentially equal, but the offensive boards went towards Orlando. They turned Miami over 19 times. So, like, there are things here that usually mean that the Orlando bench outscored the Heat bench. That's usually, like, a dead-on indicator of what's going to happen with these games. I don't know the correlation and why the stats are the way they are. The record sucks when the opposing bench um, outscores their bench. So there were so many things that weren't going to happen right and they they got it out in overtime. Um, when I say this is Gabe's job to lose, I see a lot of commenters saying he's a minimum salary player. He's not a starter. You know what? You give him this opportunity because when you have a top-heavy roster and you're probably going to make a move that requires you to be uh, top-heavy, like continue to be top-heavy, I think that there are players like a Mario Chalmers, for instance, and I know it's a different era, but just listen to me. 
that like fit with certain players and can be a starter on a championship team. But if he were to go elsewhere, he's not a starter on a championship team. There's certain guys that can fit in certain roles. And I think that what you need to do is see if Gabe can be one of those types of players that can fit uh, as a supplementary piece around these guys and be connective tissue between stars. I'm not saying he's the greatest player and they should give him a huge contract. That's not where I'm going with Gabe Vincent stuff. I just want to give him his flowers as a player who's taking the opportunity and seizing it. All right. I'm getting off of my high horse and I'm going to shout out prize picks. So uh, the official code is five. That's how you get your deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks is super easy. You choose your favorite stats from your favorite players, from your favorite sports, and you can win up to 10 times your money tonight. I did a second half play on Jimmy Butler and Tyler hero points and hit both. Uh, so that was fun. You essentially can choose your sports went up to 10 times your money, uh, but you got to use the code five to get your initial deposit master. Use that code five F I V E that's prize picks, prizepicks.com or uh, get it from the Google play store, the Apple uh, app store, whatever the hell they call it these days. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right. Um, from this game, other takeaways, because I know I'm kind of just uh, blabbing about this top level. Alex, I'll start with you. Things that you saw tonight that you think we should continue to watch, any lineup trends, anything that they did differently that you think we should look out for ahead of the matchup against Denver on Monday, just general takeaways before we kind of close up shop here. Honestly, there's nothing, there wasn't anything new from tonight other than, you know, you mentioned the bench points. They just, they barely had a bench tonight, man. And, you know, shout out Jamari Bouye. He's cool. Hasn't shown me much, but, you know what I mean? It's not his fault that they barely got eight guys they can throw out there. I do think they miss Kyle and Depot and, you know, the the, the bit of shot creation they do give you in different ways. Um, and it kind of showed, man, like there was just times when they're dragging out there and it's just there's so much pressure on Jimmy, Tyler and Bam as it is with the team, with everybody in place to do everything for the team. And without Kyle and Depot, it just looks it's tough, man. Like Gabe has to do a lot more. Max has to do a lot more. Caleb has to do a lot more. I think Highsmith continued to show um, that he's a rotation-level player. And, you know, with that sleeve on, he might just turn into a real shooter. But um, seriously, as far as the, the upcoming matchup versus the Nuggets, I'm really excited to see that again. Bam did a pretty good job last time um, containing Jokic. And so I'm really excited to see 
him trying to do that again because it's you know there's never a guarantee and we haven't seen that as much as we have seen like Bam locking up Embiid where you had that confidence. You know, you saw it over an entire playoff series when it mattered most. Uh, sorry, just had to throw that in there to remind us of the good times. But um, we did see Bam do a great job on Jokic, Jokic last time. And it's somebody who has given him trouble before. Uh, we know the Heat will throw up throughout all, all types of defensive coverages. So looking forward to see what Spo does on Monday to deal with the Nuggets who are still the number one team in the West, right? Close enough. I think that they toggle back and forth between Memphis. I might be wrong about that. Let's look real quickly. They are um, currently, yeah, they are three and a half games up in the West. Never mind. They don't toggle back and forth between anything. 38 and 18. Uh, Brady, final thoughts on the game in Orlando. Uh, any thoughts as we look ahead to Denver uh, before I close this out uh, with our ODM PSI performance solution of the game? And we're going to take some comments. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. We are going to grab a few more comments before we go out. You mentioned lineup trends before, and Alex was talking about the bench. And that's something that stood out to me. Just when you look down the four guys that are coming off the bench tonight, and you talk about the lack of shot creation, it's like your your main guy off the bench right now is Max. And what he gave you tonight is strictly off-the-catch shooting, like you would obviously know. You got on the line Orlando Robinson. Other than a few putbacks, you're going to get – yeah that was obviously he has these random games where he just like just starts just getting like good swings that end up in the in assist numbers but you get on the line to Orlando Robinson who just the occasional put back he's not going to be an offensive hub of any kind Haywood Highsmith can hit the occasional three but he's not the offensive creator by any means uh, and then you have Jamari Boye who's just on a 10-day contract who uh, kind of has just moments of, of quick first step and there's certain things but like he really is unwilling to shoot which is just like one of those things where it's like he, he is not wanting to shoot. Like, he he is open plenty of times, and he just kind of gives it up. So there's just a certain point where you're looking at this bench, and you're like, they're not putting you in a decent position anyway. The Bam Jimmy numbers when they're off the floor are hard enough. Uh, and I think it's funny because I mentioned earlier, before Tyler really got going, he was a little bit inefficient. But it's also like, I was sitting here watching this game, and I'm like, he's not being put in the best position possible with these lineups either. Like, when you're looking at these these certain spurts, when, when Jimmy and Bam are off the floor, it's like, he's having to go run – uh, and leading to more of the turnovers that are actually happening, just like trying to overcreate, it feels like, because he is it. Like, he is all they have to kind of make plays offensively. And like I said earlier, this defense can really flatten you out. So uh, it, it's just tough to keep moving forward. And, and now past the deadline, it makes this conversation a little bit even weirder because you're looking at this bench unit and you're, you're, it's basically what you have other than, you know, some of the bio market guys we could talk about. Uh, so that kind of stuck out and obviously – the run they made late. But I'll say in terms of the Nuggets game, to Alex's point, like Bam did do a decent job. There's certain things you cannot do against that Nuggets team. One of them being, as much as Miami likes to run zone, you cannot run zone when Jokic is on the floor. Like that's pretty much one of the things that you're going to point out. So it's tough. It's just like one of these other games where at least they'll be at home. They've been pretty decent at home as of late, it feels like. And, and as long as they stay healthy, because you know what happens. Like, as much as Jimmy's kind of cutting down minutes here, or trying to, as he got an extra five minutes built onto his uh, minute stuff, like, you're going into a game where, you know, you don't know who's going to pop up on the injury report. And then if you're one guy down, like, if you're one guy popping up on the injury report, yeah, I don't know what you do in terms of offense. Like, this offense is already a grind enough when you're fully healthy. And I'm watching this team now, it's like, you're putting so much on the plate of your top players, which should be the case. Like obviously your top players need to be your top players, but it's also like, they just like can't go off the floor for a certain 
parts of the game. So uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like Jokic uh, versus Miami will be a fun matchup. But the other funny thing is a very likely matchup thing that we see a ton is like somebody on the Nuggets like Jokic will probably not end up playing or something and they'll end up losing that game. Like that feels like the most Miami Heat this season thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, the inconsistency, and that has to stop. And also, like, uh, and this leads into the ODM performance solution of the game. They need all their top guys playing. I was happy to see on the second night of back-to-back that we didn't see guys sit that maybe you would have seen sit earlier in the year. Um, So definitely, uh, as we're watching this unfold and the buyout market is happening and they've got skeleton crews on the bench, team building is hard. Ask Miami. ODM Performance Solutions can help you build a winning team, keep it together. If you're looking for important roles at your company, ODM Performance Solutions can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, and management operational staff, all of the above. Find out more, check out odmpsi.com or give them a call at 954-434-0634. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions, odmpsi.com, 954-434-0634. And y'all want to know the ODM Performance Solution of the game? It is this. They're a game and a half out of the five seed. And you know who's in the four seed? Let's go look who's in the four seed. Cleveland's in the four seed. Who went into Cleveland and beat Cleveland? The Heat did. They can catch Cleveland too. So all I do, all I w- will say is this: as much as the deadline was disappointing, the performance solution going forward is to embrace the guys they have, see if they can maybe plug a hole with the buyout guy, but don't don't rely on them, and take a shot at this and just play. Uh, as much as you can to get into that four or five matchup and see what happens. Right. Like, I think that that's the way that you make sure this season matters, that you uh, maximize Bam and and you maximize Jimmy in terms of them taking a shot at beating a team. And you never know what happens. Guys get hurt. Weird thing happen. Weird things happen in the playoffs. So let's see this thing play out. I think that it's time to uh, get away from this negative vibe around the team and start to, embrace the fact that we're not dealing with a bottom of the barrel Eastern conference team. They are still within striking distance of home court in the first round. So the performance solution is that we need to perform as if we are playoff contending fans, not lottery contending fans. And that is the way we are going to end the show. Have a really good night. And I'm Greg Sylvander for Brady Hawk, Alex Toledo, Five on the Floor, Five Reason Sports, Alejandro Villegas on the ones and twos. Good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.